Hello, this is Todd from Liberty Lake, Washington, and I would never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. There's a complete lack of discussion, the hosts are closed-minded, and the nonsensical commentary mixed with the stupid ideas are enough to drag any conversation backward. Please, do not listen to this podcast. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. This episode 112 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, with judgment in her eyes and bitterness and hatred in her heart, my ever-lovely and intelligent co-host, Brittany Page. I'm so shocked that you did not talk about the cake in front of me <laughs> because I brought my Easter cake in with me. Yeah. And that's not going to work out because when am I going to be able to eat that? I'm sure you'll find a fucking way. <laughs> I will. If there's will. a will, mm-hmm. Brittany Page, mm-hmm. there is a way. Yes. You will most certainly figure out how to shovel that cake right into your fucking mouth. <laughs> I I definitely will because <laughs> snacks going in my face, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It I'm surprised you're not eating right now as you speak. I knew I was going to have to talk. Okay, no, cuz I've eaten before. I have to talk before, so that's not what? an excuse. Wait. What? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get going. Listen, um I know I've been talking about getting stickers made for the show for a long, long time. Long time. And I've finally gotten off my lazy, dumpy ass and done it. Finally. Finally. Good job. We all appreciate you. So I don't know what the exact estimated uh, arrival date of said stickers is, but they are in the process of being manufactured and then I will, and by I will, I mean Brittany Page will, probably turn around and get them mailed out to our patrons on Patreon as quickly as she can. Yes. Which will probably be very quick. Yes, because I, I don't have anything else to do. But you also don't procrastinate like your humble host. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's definitely true. So a lot to get to today. Um, holy shit. Indiana is a shit show. Uh, but before we do, I want to talk about a little bit about a Facebook thread, something that happened on Facebook to Brittany this week. And just in general, th- these people, and we've talked about echo chambers on the show before, but this propensity that many people have to create a thread that centers around a controversial topic. And then when anyone chimes in with a uh, divergent opinion, they fucking shut down shop, delete the post, delete everything, and squelch free speech. They censor the discussion. They in no way are making an effort to move the conversation forward. It turns into this this echo chamber jerk-off fest Mm -hmm. rather than earnest. You know what I mean? Of course I know what you mean. I I, just had it happen. Yeah, it's it's just so... I don't understand the impulse 
to want to sur- completely surround yourself with people of the exact same opinion. Like this, th- this particular thread was about Monsanto. Right. And they were, I think the whole theme of the, of the thread was that Monsanto is evil. That was the word that was used. Yes, that was the phrase that was used. Right. And now this particular thread didn't get deleted or shut down because this no. guy, while wrong and conspiratorial a lot and just kind of a Kool-Aid drinking liberal in many, many ways, he is, he's open to being disagreed with. Right. But the whole echo chamber thing, it bothers me because what what's the purpose of having a thread where everybody completely agrees with one another? It's, right. Oh, my God. Oh, what a great point. Oh, my. What, what was that? Oh, they're evil. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're so right. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. What, what do you have to say? Oh, they're evil, too. Oh, my God. It's so you're that is such a good point. I can't. Fuck, oh, Jesus Christ. That is exactly how it goes. And, and it, it's unfortunate because you're sharing the link because you you feel a certain way. And then when someone comes in and says, uh, why don't you explain kind of more about what you what you're saying? I don't really understand it, which is what I did. I said, what is what is the phrase they're evil mean? What do you mean when you say that? Right. And then it turns into a hostile thing rather than just an intellectual exchange of ideas. Well, it's the same thing that happened on Bill Maher show that time when the one guy asked, well, what exactly, what lawsuits, what do you mean exactly? And the woman turns to him and goes, oh, honey. And she grabs his arm like, oh, you poor thing. Right. You've bought into the lies and the, oh, mm, sweetie pie. It's just condescending and stifling to open, honest discussion. Right. Well, it's also insulting, quite frankly, when you ask someone for proof of what they're saying or more information or some sort of documentation to back up what they're saying and they link you a daily show segment right a heavily edited clearly partisan they have one direction they want to go with the piece daily show is not the be-all end-all of information you you want a study or in this case, you wanted the, the actual legal documents that they were talking about. Right, because it was a court case that this farmer was claiming that Monsanto seeds had just blown onto his farm. They had just blew in the air and appeared there. This, this particular case is talked about all the time in these anti-GMO, anti-Monsanto circles. Right, and so this case was referenced on this thread, and then the linked Daily Show video also talked about this case. So I went and looked it up. I don't have time to do this. I don't know why I did this. Um, (laughs) But the case was, it actually went to the Canadian Supreme Court, and they ruled in favor of... Monsanto in this case. Right. Yeah. And that was just the farmer's claim. That the seeds had blown onto his farm. He was being sued for planting with Monsanto seeds. And his defense to the lawsuit was that they just blew onto his yard. However, the Canadian Supreme Court found that not to be the case and ruled against him. They ruled in favor of Monsanto Canada. And that farmer, he didn't have to pay anything from his profits of that year's crops. So it's not like he got screwed over. Yeah, there was no money judgment levied against him. Right. They gave him a partial win in that way, but they ruled in favor of the company. And so I put that on this thread. And guess what? Crickets. No response. Yeah. 
no response. Of course. But you keep referencing the case. You know what I mean? So it's just this echo chamber that you're talking about where I'm not trying to be hostile. I'm not trying to do anything that's hostile. But these these empty phrases that are meaningless, that this company is evil. Well, let's really talk about it because it's, yeah. like, it's like a fun thing to say at this point. But well, what, do you, what do you really mean by it? It's worth talking about. Right. It is very much an interesting topic. And I don't think that all of their arguments relative to... Uh, the patenting of seeds and that kind of thing, or their their concerns about the Monsanto controlling the entire food supply. I mean, I think it's far-fetched and a little dystopian kind of a weird m mindset, but it's worth talking about at least. I, I, don't, I wouldn't stifle it or shut it down. So anyway, I, I just, when you see this thing on Facebook, I would hope, especially our audience, I hope that they would point it out because it's, I believe ultimately it's dangerous because any time free speech is being stifled, any time free speech is being um, abridged, it's a bad thing. Well, and that's what happened recently on the Indiana thread that I was on yeah. as well. Which we'll get to. Right. We'll get to. In fact, we'll get to all that right now. Okay. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act, the noble piece of legislation in Indiana that has uh, caused such an uproar. Uh, across the country and hopefully the world is uh, in the news again this week. Even more, that that crazy pizza place, Memories Pizza, in in Indiana, just outside of South Bend. Um, some Blaze, some Glenn Beck host on his network started a GoFundMe page because the pizza place closed their doors voluntarily closed their doors because they said they were receiving a lot of threats. Credible, dangerous, violent threats against them. So they closed their business. And in the wake of this, a GoFundMe page was set up. Are you going to open again? Now? We are. And you're going to stay uh, in Indiana? The town has been supportive. We, <laughs> we are. That's wonderful. Uh, once... once once the other the folks started um, supporting and, and, and we were we were getting support from from the other side, it, it really bolstered us and made us feel a lot better and a lot com more comfortable. Uh, there was so much negativity. It just it it, it, it beat you down to, to nothing, but it's been fantastic, the support we have gotten. Yeah. I don't have words to describe it. It's, uh, well, you, I, don't, you don't stand it, in the gap alone. It's and, more than just saying thank you. Well, and because and, and, you all, right. you're on the front line of that culture war. And when you stand for faith, you don't stand alone. And we created this account, um, Kevin and Crystal, so far. just it, it, it raises, it increases so much by minute. This is going to be completely different just by the time you leave the studio. But so far, because we know that the impact that this has had on your family, we've raised um, $264,566 for you all that we are going to present to you um, in total. And we also are going to set you up with a financial advisor as well. So he said that it was really beating him down, the negativity that he was receiving. Right. Uh, now he knows what it feels like to be a member of the LGBTQ community. Well, I don't know if he knows what it feels like, but he certainly knows the, the pounding of negativity that they receive all the fucking time. 
from him when from people like son. him right. are saying, yeah, we're not going to serve them. We're going to discriminate against them. That's how they feel. Yeah. They feel, wow, that's really negative. I feel beat down. It really beats me down. Right. right. This, I mean, honestly. And, and that $249,000 or whatever number she said that they have raised, that number is no longer in the quarter million dollar range. It is far closer to a million dollars as of right now, as of today, Easter Sunday, than it was three days ago or whenever that video was made. Um, it is now over I, I, or just right around $850,000. I mean, th there is a there is a, la uh, uh, a large vocal community willing to give of their treasure to support a man who openly, unapologetically said that he was a bigot and would not do business with a gay couple on their wedding day in the form of catering their wedding with pizza. It's almost <laughs> like you would think that there's no starving children, there's no children being harmed. Right. I mean, that money could go to so many beneficial places to help so many people that it could go to people who are victims that have done nothing wrong, nothing to bring it upon themselves, right, right. like this guy did to himself. It's almost a million dollars. It's so much that they're bringing in a, uh, a, a financial advisor for them to invest and deal with this money responsibly. Right. Uh, it just, it, it blows my fucking mind. It's, uh, it's, ugh, it's unbelievable. So, in the aftermath of, of this uh, Indiana law, apparently Georgia has one on the books as well, and Gary Tuckman from CNN went out into the Atlanta suburbs to talk to florists about what they thought and what they would do if faced with uh, selling flowers to scary, scary homosexuals. Head out to rural Jeff Davis County, Georgia, and you don't have to look hard to find supporters. Uh, and sorry, stopping it for a second. For the record, Jeff Davis would be short for Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederacy during the Civil War. Perfect. So they live in a county that's named after a traitor to the United States of America. ...of the state's proposed Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and they aren't afraid to say why. If you had gay customers come in here to buy flowers and they said, we want you to come to our commitment ceremony, bring the flowers, marriages are not allowed in the state yet, would you do it? No, I couldn't. Jennifer Williams is an associate at this flower shop, an observant Southern Baptist, who says she regards the Bible as the rule book for her life. She doesn't believe refusing service to a gay couple is discrimination. You're talking about the Bible, mm -hmm. how important it is. I mean, the Bible talks an awful lot about love and loving your fellow right. man. And it doesn't mean that I love them any less, because I don't. I pray for them, I hope. But if you don't serve them, it's not like you're it's giving them a lot. It's not that I hate them. I don't hate them. But, but you're not loving them if you don't want to serve them, right? Well, yeah, you can still love someone, I mean, even though you don't serve them. At another flower shop just down the street, the exact same opinions from the florist and her son, who is studying to be a Southern Baptist pastor. I would respectfully tell them that I'm sorry that I just don't want to do it because of my beliefs. But right now, you know, while Georgia is considering a law to make that legal for you to do that, it is not. I and mean, you can get in trouble for doing that. I understand that. So you would be willing to take that risk? Yeah. He died on the cross for me, so that's the least I could do for him. 
I serve a God who's higher than any Supreme Court judge. It's called the judge of the universe, and <laughs> I don't care what anybody else says. So no matter what, whether it's a law or not, you would not bring your flowers to a gay commitment ceremony? No. There are five florists we found in this area. The employees of three of them do not want to appear on camera, but they all told us the same thing, that they want this law to pass in Georgia, that they want the right to turn away business from gay people. Their sentiments are, of course, very offensive to many. A demonstration taking place at the Georgia Capitol this week. We now see that this bill is very clearly a vehicle uh, to be used to discriminate against the gay and transgender community. And although the flower shop employees we spoke to don't like to use the word discriminate, they do indeed see the bill as a vehicle to legally deny service to gay people. You know, in the Ten Commandments, it says you can't commit adultery. Right. It says you need to honor your father and mother. Mm -hmm. If someone didn't honor their parents or commit adultery, would you serve them? Yes. Well, why would you serve them but not serve someone who is gay? It's just a different kind of sin to me, and I just don't believe in it. Fuck you. In these flower shops, they are happy to do business with you. But not so much if you tell them you're gay. Gary Tuckman, CNN, Jeff Davis County, Georgia. So Georgia's Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which mirrored Indiana's controversial legislation, failed to get passage on April 2nd and never made it out of the House Committee, just so everyone knows. Good. Um, this clip is very upsetting to me. It makes me very angry. Um, the first thing that is annoying is that first woman needs to get off her high horse and saying, oh, no, you can still love them and just know that they're terrible sinners that I can't even right. serve. I can't even give them flowers because God will be angry. I can't even sell them flowers. I can't take their money because it is tainted with their evil, abominable homosexual. Right. Oh, they're, hom <laughs> they're homosexual. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, what, what kind That's of, probably what she thinks. What fucking reasoning is there? I didn't hear any good reasoning, so I'm not sure. It's, <laughs> Even at the end, Gary Tuckman's example, he's telling her the Ten Commandments. Right. And she's saying, no, it's a different kind of sin. The homosexual thing is not in the Ten Commandments, there, right. lady. Right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Give me an answer. She she says, uh, because of my beliefs, over and over. It's because of my beliefs. It's because it's because uh because of my beliefs. And then my favorite line out of the whole news package is, well, you know, uh, he died on a cross for me. It's the least I could do for him. <laughs> so what she's effectively saying is. The least that I can do for my Lord and Savior is to discriminate against them their queers. It's the least I can do. He died on the cross for me. Brittany Page. Herpader. Is that really what he's concerned with? I I think so. I think overall, Jesus was very concerned about flowers, cakes, and pizzas being sold. To, to gays and lesbians. Apparently. Top of his list. Very important. The poor, not so much. The hungry and disenfranchised, nah, not so much. Definitely the queers in their pizza, flowers, and cake. It's a problem. V very big problem. Focus, 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 
So these next two clips are coming at you from Truth Wiener himself, Brian Fisher, and of course, the 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 elevated, lovely, intelligent, and loving man, Pat Robertson. We haven't heard from him in a while. We haven't, uh, but this was too good to pass up. Yes. But we'll start with Brian Fisher, who on his show the other day talked about big gay like it's a giant corporation <laughs> and that it isn't marriage equality, but it's homosexual supremacy. Now, let's also realize that, look, uh, this is really, you know, when the homosexual lobby, when they talk about marriage equality, what you need to understand is they are not talking about marriage equality at all. What they mean by marriage equality is homosexual supremacy. That's what they mean by that, homosexual supremacy. It's not about equality at all. They want gay rights to be supreme above every other right. And this is what good-hearted Americans have been slow to understand. They think if we just are nice and we sort of accommodate them and we capitulate to them, this is something they want. We can give it to them. We want to be nice people. If we give this to them, maybe they'll be satisfied. Uh, I keep hearing from them. They're all about live and let live. Maybe they'll be. They're not going to do that, ladies and gentlemen. It is never, ever enough with the homosexual lobby. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, is he hammered on his show? I think he might be. Here's the thing, and a lot of people don't like when I play these clips. They don't like when I talk about Brian Fisher or Pat Robertson. Because they believe they are just um, an archaic viewpoint. That they, they don't really represent normal Americans. And that's not really true. These two men have giant followings. Uh, Pat Robertson hasn't amassed a $200 million plus fortune because no one listens to him. They have dangerous ideologies. And they have large followings of human beings, of Americans, that hang on their every single word. Um, this is what Pat Robertson had to say. And this is directly after the Memories Pizza fiasco. Pizzas, I think, you know, you, you might as well keep your mouth shut. I'm not sure I would serve pizzas for a gay wedding. Well, most gays, if they're having a wedding, don't want pizzas. They want cake. That sounds reasonable. Yes, even Pat Robertson thinks they're dumb. It's almost reasonable that they should shut their mouths, their mouths, or however he pronounces that word. <laughs> so if I was just to leave the clip there, you might think that Pat, Pat Robertson um, is on top of his game. Maybe he's coming around, mm, but that's not the case. The cake makers, they're having the problem. But uh, let me tell you, it doesn't matter what custom you've got. It doesn't matter what holy thing that you worship and adore. The gays are going to get it. They're going to make you conform to them. You're going to say you like anal sex. You like oral sex. You like bestiality. You like anything you can think of, that to whatever it is. And sooner or later, you're going to have to conform your religious beliefs to the group of some aberrant thing. It, 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 it won't stop at homosexuality. We've got what's called polyamory. Well, what about that? Well, what about 
polygamy, where you've got multiple wives. How can we say that one is constitutional and the other is not? And then, as you say, what's so terrible about uh, having sex with animals? Well, that's going to come <laughs> next. You watch it down the road, and we'll... Christians are going to be saying, well, you're intolerant, you're intolerant, you're, you're trying to mitigate the, against these nice people who, 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 who like dogs. Uh, what's wrong with you? Uh, what's wrong with somebody who wants ten wives, five wives, four wives? What's wrong with you? The Muslims have four wives. And uh, the latest thing, of course, we've known about it in the, uh, uh, the Quran, uh, uh, they don't like fornication. As a matter of fact, they'll stone people, kill them uh, for fornicating. But at the same time, uh, uh, if a guy sees a woman and uh, he's attracted to her and he's not married to her, uh, he will say, I want to get married to you. And so they perform a quickie ceremony. She becomes his wife. Yeah, they do. They perform <laughs> sexual acts together. They perform when it's all them. finished, he says, it's like a ballet. Uh, I don't really think I want to be married to you anymore. And he says, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you three times. Nice. And the marriage is terminated. No problem. It's like, it's like looking in the <laughs> no, mirror and saying, no offense, no Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's in the book. And so they go off scot-free. It is a weird world we're living in. And just ladies and gentlemen, please know right that your deeply held Christian beliefs are going to be under assault in every single phase of your life. And it's going to get more intense and it's going to be more intense than Israel. So <laughs> just get ready for it. So to your point. He got to everything there. Israel. Right. Animals. All over the map. To your point, Jesse D, um, <laughs> Pat Robertson, what he just said, I've had people my age argue with me yeah. and say those same things to me about the bestiality, Coco the gorilla, you know, all the, all these things. <laughs> right, right. And he's making those exact same arguments. Right. People well, really believe this stuff. He, first of all, let me say this. The main thing I took away from what he said and that I take issue with is... Why no love for oral sex? Uh, I know, Pat please. Robertson. They're going to make you conform to them. You're going to say you like anal sex, you like oral sex. Please. Who doesn't like oral sex? Like he doesn't like it. Let me tell you something. I don't care what the gays say, and I don't feel like I'm being pressured to like oral sex because of the homosexuals. I'm kind of a fan, and... I don't need gay people to sell me on oral sex. It's it kind of sells itself. I just I think he <laughs> I think Pat Robertson is is in denial. I bet he likes all kinds of stuff oh, that, yeah. that he's not talking about. No, lights off. He cuts a hole in a sheet for his dick and then That's he, almost more dirty than anything. He goes at it. Well, it's just he doesn't want to have any other contact than than through the, the sheet. Then the most contact possible. <laughs> he wants to have the most contact possible possible through the hole and then And then that's it. Okay. That he, doesn't make any sense. He doesn't want his naked, sagging, liver spotted body All right. to come in come contact on. with his lover, Brittany right. Page. Yeah, she doesn't want that either. Or he. <laughs> so the cavalcade of fun continues. Um, except we're kind of turning the corner and we're going to, we're going to present some more reasonable ideas. Uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, this was so good. Well, I just love, I don't know how this works out. How do they book Charles Barkley as a guest for this particular topic? Because 
he must have been outspoken about it. Well, I think it had to do with the NCAA um, having some basketball hosted in Indianapolis this year. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know anything about that. And, and he was a proponent of canceling the games. Right, right. But he was on CNN with Chris Cuomo. And this this is kind of a compilation of the things that he said over the course of a seven or eight minute interview. So this isn't completely in context. How's that cake, Brittany Page? And listen, don't try to make this thing about the left or the right. That's just politicians pandering to their group trying to get elected. This is just about discrimination. Listen, I, I saw your story about listen, those people just want flowers. They're not trying to trick you into their gay lifestyle. They just want flowers. And I love it, you know, typically of the South, where I'm from, all these rednecks hide behind the Bible. That's what they do. That's one of the reasons the, uh, the South is behind in everything. They always hide behind the Bible. You know the one thing I haven't seen on all these networks all week is gay people. And see, that's the problem. We got all these straight people. We got some of these religious nut jobs, I might add. We got all straight people discussing gay problems, issues. That's why the system is wrong. I love Charles Barkley for this. That He's never short on words. He's never trying to come up with the most diplomatic way to put something across. You know what I mean? Right, right. Talking about the rednecks in the South. I mean, this is why the South is, is behind and and uh, last in everything. It's because of these white trash, redneck, religious nut jobs. I mean, he doesn't parse words. End quote, Charles Barkley. Right. He didn't say white trash, but he did say rednecks. Um, I just, I, I love it. I, I, I think it's, he nails it, first of all. Uh, he didn't really, I, I think there has been a lot of gays and lesbian activists who have been out um, championing uh, for freedom and being against, of course, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in Indiana. I think he's maybe just not watching the right channel. Uh, also on CNN this week, uh, Penn Jillette. Um, we love Penn Jillette. Famed atheist and magician. I guess he's a magician first. <laughs> but he was on a panel with Don Lemon and had a few choice things to say. But, Penn, what I want to know is what's your reaction to what's happening right now in Arkansas and, and Indiana and possibly in Georgia as well? Well, I, I, I don't want to misrepresent myself as an expert, but there is more to gay sex than cake and flowers. Uh, <laughs> these people are not being asked to engage in gay sex or even endorse gay sex. They're being asked to sell flowers and cake to people. And that is hypothetical. Now, I'm a libertarian and an atheist, so I'm kind of fighting myself on this. I don't like the government involved in telling people mm -hmm. what to do. And I certainly want people to have religious freedom, because the only way people who don't have religion are going to have freedom is if people who do have religion have freedom. But all the same, we have to make sure we don't get too crazy in the hypotheticals. We are not talking about forcing people to engage in gay sex or even endorse gay sex. We're asking them that maybe they can treat people the same as other people, and that does not seem unreasonable. It's okay, I suppose, although goofy, to be against gays, but it's not okay to be against people that simply want to uh, uh, use your services as a business. I mean, the free market the should be able to take care of this faster than anything. Go ahead, Kristen. 
the only hypotheticals here are the hypotheticals that somehow there's been discrimination in any way outside of the free exercise and free expression context. We are, I suspect that if we were to ask journalists whether they need to be coerced into writing messages with which they have a disagreement, they would have a problem with that. In the same way we wouldn't well, journalists all the time. And make no mistake. Journalists well, all the time write things they disagree with. <laughs> we, we do it can all I the time. Say, can all I say the time. We talk about things that we disagree no, with no, all we the don't. time. That's I'd like to say true. something about American, as a matter of fact, right now, as you speak, like- CNN <laughs> is allowing you to say things they don't agree with. As you speak, you are proving it to not be true. Here's my thing. And I agree with Ben on, on, on everything is when you own a business in any community across this great land and you start a business, let's say. You have to go to the government to get a business license. And in order to be issued that business license, you enter into some sort of a social contract, an agreement that in order to to run a business in this municipality, there are certain rules you need to abide by, whether it be open in a restaurant and certain health codes that you need to follow, uh, certain, certain rules relative to pub- public accommodation. I talk about public accommodation all the time. If you're going to be serving the, the the general public, well, then it's the general public. It's not a private club that you own where you only serve certain people who pay for the privilege of being in your private club. It's, a, it's an open to the general public business. So when you get that business license, flower shop, memories pizza, you are agreeing, whether it be tacitly, or, or otherwise, to operate under a certain social co- contract. Right. So, anyway, the, the interview with uh, Pendulette continued, and they finished with this. Uh, the Indianapolis mayor told me here on CNN two nights ago that this is a solution without a problem. So why, why do you think this is resonating on a national level, Penn? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it just seems like maybe it's a bunch of people who realize they've lost a battle that's very important to them. And that is to say anyone under 30 is okay with gay rights. The whole thing is, a, is, is ancient history. All we need is a little bit of time and this will simply be a joke. Yeah. And sometimes when people are feeling that their point of view is being lost and they're becoming an anachronism, when they clutch at what they used to believe, it sometimes is not very I have to I have to tell you, as a, as a person of color who happens to be gay and who has studied a lot about this, those same arguments, the same Bible verses, the same things people say word about Jesus word. were used true. against black true. people and interracial marriage. That's true. And here it is. Word for word. word That's absolutely true. Thank you all for joining me. I love that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, three people are saying, yes, that's true. Yep, word for word. And then the one lady's like, no, that is not true. No, no, no. What's interesting is if you watch that clip, I, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or even CNN's page. We'll be posting it to the Facebook oh, page okay. as well, well. You can find it on our Facebook page. Fuck all those other resources. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's this. The woman who is in opposition to freedom and who is in opposition to not discriminating against people. Uh, she's dressed like the villain from one of those Harry Potter movies with all pink. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's dressed like that bitch. I don't know I don't know that woman's name, but the all pink lady. Yeah, yeah. who is terrible. Yes. And like, 
had the cats, the kittens all over her, all over her uh, office. Yeah, and she always has a smile on her face, but it's like an evil smile. Right, right. Yeah. So she is dressed. It's uncanny. She looks just like that terrible character. Yeah. Just some some messaging got awry there. They didn't really get it right. Yeah. Choose a different color next time. <laughs> right. Maybe all purple or something. Yeah. Not that particular shade of bubblegum pink. You <laughs> fucking weirdo. So we're going to bring this full circle back to the nutters. Um, I'm sure I've talked about this guy on the show before. I actually model a couple of the words that I say based on him. Um, Uh-oh. Joshua Gold uh, Feuerstein. One of our Twitter followers is not going to be happy you did that. Yeah, we... <laughs> I've been told, look, it was cute the first fucking time you did it, guy, but all right, enough already with the gold. Yeah. Well, Josh Feuerstein did a video. Uh, he, You might recognize him or remember him from such videos as, I will prove atheism to be wrong in three minutes or less or whatever he always has the backwards red cap on yeah close-up face that's right shot yeah he's he's the fat guy with the beard and the 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 vertical phone shots of him (laughs) your favorite thing rather than turn your phone fucking sideways turn it horizontally (laughs) to create a 16 by 9 ratio for the videos that you create you hold your phone Vertically, uh, it's it drives me goddamn crazy. Jesse's number one pet peeve. Well, the everybody. other the other thing about this guy, and we'll get to the clip here, is he uh, he he went. They took to to GoFundMe and asked for money, and they raised like twenty thousand dollars for a cinema quality camera to do their videos, mm-hmm. and they did raise the money, and he claims to have to have purchased the camera yet they're still filming their hokey stupid hateful idiotic videos in vertical mode with their smartphone interesting the other thing and this relates directly to this video well i tell you what i'll play the video then we'll get to that watch this guys let's see what discrimination really is Yes, Sharon. Uh, do you guys do sheet cakes as well? We do. Okay. Uh, I need a sheet cake, and I need it to say, we do not support gay marriage. Hello? Is this a crank call? No. Oh, we wouldn't do that. Sorry. You wouldn't do it? Why? Hello? 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 Well, that's Cut the Cake. That is a bakery who refuses to make an anti-gay marriage cake. So it obviously violates her principles. And so she doesn't feel like she should be forced to make the cake. And yet it is that there's all of this hoopla going around because Christian bakeries think that they shouldn't be forced. Look, this is not about discrimination. This is about them having the freedom. Now, you've heard it firsthand. That is cut the cake in Florida. Sharon Holler is the owner right there. You can call her yourself, ask her the same exact questions. 
But let me just ask you this. Is it really fair? Because we're getting to the place in America now to where Christians are not allowed any sort of freedom of speech because if they don't believe in quote-unquote gay marriage, which gay marriage isn't even illegal. It's called marriage. If you're a gay man, you want to be married, guess what? Just go find a woman and get married because marriage is constituted as one man, one woman. There's no such thing as gay marriage. I Listen, I don't say this word often on the show. I'm scared. But Josh Feuerstein is a cunt. He is a terrible, terrible human being. I don't know that I would allow the better nature of myself to prevail if face-to-face with this guy. He just, he very much sends me um, rage. Okay. I see red. All right. Here's the thing. Two things. Um, He deleted this video very quickly on YouTube because he recorded her unbeknownst to her without her permission without her permission and then posted it to the internet which is illegal in the state of florida it also resulted in her being harassed well he 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 pretty much promotes and asks his audience to call her he names her first and last name as the owner and names her business and it's in florida so he's asking his audience to to fuck with this poor innocent lady the other thing that i want to talk about is he keeps saying that they won't make an anti-gay marriage cake. Well, you're putting a message on a cake. If you sell a cake to to a, a, a gay couple who is getting married, that's not a pro-gay marriage cake. That's just a fucking cake. Right. And he also said, will you say we do not support gay marriage? So he's essentially asking this woman to put this message on a cake that says we do not support gay marriage Asking her to make a stand like that, make a political statement right. on a cake using we. Right. It's a completely different. Listen, if she wanted, if if it was an anti-gay organization that wanted a cake for their anti-gay rally, right on, make the cake. Who cares? Make a cake. Get the dollars. But when you're when you're putting a message on a cake, it's a completely different thing, you fucking buffoon. The other thing is he's equating the the, the right what he calls the right of someone to discriminate against gays, their freedom of speech. When business owners weren't allowing gays to enter into the front of their business and made them eat in the back or pick up their food for takeout in the back, when there were separate water fountains for black and white, that wasn't a matter of freedom of speech. That's discrimination. It's hatred. It is not what this country is based upon. It's not what decent people, especially what Christians are supposed to be doing. You know what I would be interested in? I would be interested in Joshua Furstein making a video debating a public intellectual like Sam Harris. Yeah. (laughs) The problem would be getting Sam Harris to bite on that nugget. Right. Or Majid Nawaz or someone who is a public intellectual who debates intellectually important issues all the time instead of just recording themselves speaking loudly and fast into a phone and saying things that appeal to you know uh <laughs> idiots <laughs> people who are people who are people who are otherwise not willing to engage in an in intellectual discussion right instead relying upon these same tired phrases these same arguments that we've heard that have already been 
countered. Well, here's the deal. How can you talk to a person when when they they literally say gays have the right to be married? Of course they have the right to be married. If a gay man wants to marry, all he has to do is go find a woman to marry. That is ignorant. Well, it's hateful as well. It makes me sick. Honestly, just he has no idea what he's saying. And here's why we're spending so much time on this. And he's a representative of Jesus Christ, everybody. I know a lot of people think we're preaching to the choir here because our listeners are people who already feel this way. But the thing is, many people do not. In fact, Pew Research just came out with a poll on how Americans feel about this issue. And they're divided. It's pretty evenly divided. So... I also ran into an experience, though. Ran into an experience. I don't know if that's a phrase. Ran right into it. Yeah. um, (laughs) I had an experience on Facebook. And I know this keeps happening to me. I haven't debated on Facebook for a long time. But since all this stuff is happening, I'm having a hard time with it. Well, it's important to get, uh, you know, other viewpoints out there. And whether or not you're going to sway the person you're talking to specifically Someone may be viewing that conversation and be swayed. So it's important to do so. Right. So this video was shared on one of my friend's Facebook pages. The video we just played from Josh Feuerstein. Right. And there was a debate thread that ensued. And someone wrote this comment. I'm going to read the entire comment. We also posted it to the Facebook page with the hashtag, this person exists. Remember that hashtag? Yeah. This is a friend of Brittany's on Facebook. Uh, let's, yeah, friend on Facebook. It's a Facebook friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this We've, is... Well, we blocked out the name and the photo. Right. Yes, because we're nice people. So, what happened? This is what the person said. Okay. The person. There we go. He's making a valid statement that people need to realize that America still has freedom of religion under the Constitution. If a pastor doesn't want to marry two gay men, then he has the right to do so. Why? Because of freedom of religion. That is the law, right? Killing a Negro is against the law. Oh, wow. Let's not get off topic now. Killing a Negro? Apparently, this person is living in 1940. Why would anyone use that phrase? Right. Why would anyone use that phrase? This person's your age. Yes. 25 years old. Yes. It is unconscionable that someone who is 25 years old isn't aware of what, to quote uh, a line out of the Big Lebowski, what the proper nomenclature is for a black person. And I wouldn't even say you have to say African-American. I'm not a fan of that word. Black, white, that's fine. But Negro, really? I mean, goddamn. I know. It was very shocking to me. This person's also a purported devout Christian. Right. So I left a comment on the thread, not in response to that, but in response to something else that someone had said about believing in biblical marriage. And I just asked them to clarify which type of biblical marriage they believe in. Important question. And I gave them some options for a a couple different scriptures. To be specific, you you asked them about if it was Solomon having his hundreds of wives or and hundreds of concubines. 700 wives and 300 concubines. First Kings 11.3. Right. Or, Or what was the other one? When the rape victim is forced to marry her rapist, Deuteronomy 22, 28 to 29. Right. That seems like pretty good marriage. So I just wanted clarification on which type of biblical marriage. And and you weren't even being snarky. No, I just said, can you clarify this? And of course, you know, 
since I am being um, antagonistic, I guess it could be perceived as attacking, but I didn't write you're dumb or anything like that. I just asked the question. The whole thread got deleted. Right. I got copies of it before it was. And the person messaged me and said that they weren't interested in having a debate. That's what the whole thing was. When you post about a controversial subject that is hot in the news, what do you mean you don't want to have a debate? And that goes back to what we talked about in the intro about that weird desire for an echo chamber, the weird jerk-off fest that happens. So they, this person, whom we are not assigning sex to, uh, they just wanted the jerk-off session. They didn't want an intellectual um, back and forth on the topic. Right. And that's honestly... That is the only thing that has ever pulled me from believing the stupid things I've believed in the past. And I could still very well today believe wrong things. And the only thing that will modify my beliefs is talking with others who disagree with me. Right. Why would I want to just walk around believing wrong things? No, right. I want people to talk to me. I want to figure out what's right. I want to have these discussions. And if you're sharing news-oriented articles, it seems like that's what you would want too because why are you sharing it? Why are you interested in it? That's right. And also, there was already a, a, a conversation that had ensued that was taking place and you just jumped in in the middle right. of an already formed conversation. H hang on, there's one more thing I want to say and then we'll decide, we'll see what happens whether we move on or not, but... The other thing I wanted to address about their, that person, their comment, what I'm really working hard to not say what, <laughs> to lead on who it might be. Uh, the other thing that they said was about a pastor being forced by the government to perform a, a, a marriage. And that's just not going to happen because that is a religious ceremony. That is not a civil, first, it's not a service like a business. It is a religious ceremony. The government's not going to get involved in that because of the freedom of religion and the government not uh, establishing a, it, the government's not in the religion business and it shouldn't be. So Catholic priests, Christian, you know, fundamentalist, normal, you know, vanilla flavored Christianity, they're not affected. Their pastors and their clergy are not going to be affected by gay marriage because they're not going to be forced to perform religious ceremonies by the government. It's it's a fucking asinine argument. And they are stupid and hateful and bigoted. Well, well, and for those people that are wondering, did I actually address the issue of the quote unquote killing a Negro phrase? I did. Uh, I privately messaged the person and I sent them a copy of their comment <laughs> because they had deleted it. And I just said, I'm completely shocked that you would use this language. That's all I said, because I, that's really how I feel. I'm just so shocked that I saw that. Right. I, um, I don't know. I mean, it's 2015. Well, it's, I don't it, know. It's, it's 2015, and that person, they are 25 or so. They're not an 85-year-old man from Alabama. Yeah, I. it's shocking. That's really right. the only thing that I can think of. It's just shocking. It's disturbing. I just, I don't know. So go look it out on Facebook. Yeah, it's on the Facebook page right now. I've pinned it to the top and see it for yourself. See the comment for yourself. Share it for yourself. Yes. That's the other thing about the Facebook page. Don't hesitate to share with comment the links 
and the things that we post. We, we, we want to move the conversation forward. And that's the beautiful thing about Facebook is it really does help us and you as an audience in a participatory manner to help us with the conversation. So we are, after this next story, which isn't Religious Freedom Restoration Act involved, it is still Indiana, <laughs> but it doesn't involve religion, although maybe it should. There is a state representative of Indiana named Justin Moed, a Democrat, not that that matters, nah. it just brings me a lot of joy. Right, he's so excited to say it. This guy, I tell you what, I'll just let... Uh, Channel 8 in Indiana tell the story. I'm Jim Shella, breaking news from the 24-hour newsroom. A state representative, Justin Moed, a Democrat from Indianapolis, is identified on a website called thedirty.com as a sexting partner with Sydney Leathers, the woman from southern Indiana who was tied to a sexting scandal involving New York politician Anthony Weiner in 2013. The New York Post reported last week that Leathers was sexting with, quote, a Democratic state lawmaker from the Midwest. The Post quotes Leathers as saying that the lawmaker responded to an ad seeking a, quote, submissive. He used an alias but sent a payment through a PayPal account, according to the Post. In the time since, the Dirty.com, the same website that broke the Wiener story, has published naked pictures of a man story. it identifies as Moed, as well as photos of gifts that were sent to Leathers with messages from an Amazon account that say a gift from Justin Moed. One of those gifts is a collar with a leash. Moed was not at the State House today and has not responded to a phone message. A House Democratic spokesman had no comment. We'll have more on this tonight ahead on 24 Hour News 8 at 5 and 6. So, uh, is, um, is Sidney Leathers that irresistible? I mean, he knows that this is going to be a bad situation. You know that going in because of what happened with Anthony Weiner. It was terrible for that guy. I, I have no, I mean. Well, I, listen, I was going to say she's gross, but maybe it's only gross because she's a porn star and I find that to be disturbing, but I don't find her attractive. She's way over tan. She's, I don't know. She's just, she's not, she's, she's not for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm also just thinking of it in terms of the kind of trouble that she is. She's trouble, especially for someone who is in a government position, who's trying to have a career who is engaged and you right. saw what happened with Anthony Weiner and you can't you can't resist that trouble that you're going to have well, with well, this woman Here's the thing in her Twitter bio it says political scandal expert she's advertising in a sideways way that she ruined a man's career I mean he ruined his career but she took part in ruining someone's career Right. And so this guy, <laughs> Justin Moed, is yeah, that his name? Justin Moed. He says, I am truly sorry I have hurt the ones I love most with my poor judgment. Really? Right. Well, it's more than poor judgment. This is what he said. I'm, I'm deeply sorry to those that I've hurt in this situation. And the past few days have been some of the most difficult and trying of my life. And I'm back here to begin rebuilding trust with my family, my constituents, my friends, and to get back to work. The past week, I've uh, been very encouraged by all the calls, the emails from my colleagues on both sides of the aisle, uh, encouraging me to be, come back and to get back to work. Uh, the same with my constituents. I've had uh, numerous calls, texts, emails 
of people uh, asking me when I get back to get back to work and to start fighting for them. I think, you know, over the past three years, I, I've demonstrated that I can be an effective legislator to fight for neighborhoods that are often left behind. And, you know, I think that it's never been easy to do that, and it's not going to be any easier, but I'm up for it. Are all the allegations out there true? You confirmed that everything well, I haven't, I, I haven't read everything that's out there, so I, I can't tell you that. Obviously, uh, this situation has been a big lapse in, in personal judgment, and you you know, it's going to take time to work through that and to rebuild trust uh, with everybody from my family to my constituents, and I'm committed to doing that. That's bitch boy, everybody. I, I say that because that was his alias online that he created to deal and talk to Sydney Leathers was bitch boy. Mm-hmm. 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 It's bitch boy. So I just, I'm very confused by this. Honestly, I'm confused because he knows what this woman is. Yeah, I know. I know. It it's just like it you're doing no it sense. to yourself. Right. I just, what What do you want us to say? You're sorry for your poor judgment? No, you knew what you were doing. You know what this woman is. And that that is what it is for me. I don't think necessarily that, look, I don't know that it's anybody's business what he does in in his private life unless it's criminal i don't think it's anybody's business however where it does rise to the level of public interest and public concern is his judgment or lack thereof if this is the kind of judgment he displays in his personal life right what kind of judgment is he displaying uh and putting forth and using in his public life that is a scary thought i mean this is horrendous poor judgment. Getting involved with a woman who already took down a, a congressman and and a, a potential mayor of the city of our largest city, New York City. Right. It's unbelievable. It, I, un, I fucking can't. I, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, it's insane. And he's a Democrat, everybody. So was Anthony Weiner. So was Anthony Weiner. The Weiner thing. I think is <laughs> so is John Edwards. Look, we should no, no, take no. a tally no. and see who had more. It's for sure. Even it's for sure. Even. You got Mark Sanford in South Carolina with his soulmate in Argentina. It's it's just men. Men yeah. are terrible. They do terrible shit. No. Unapologetically, they do terrible shit. No, just those certain ones. Can you think of a woman? leader in politics who has done something ridiculous like this i don't think it's in in your dna as a female to do this and men succumb to their lower nature too often because they're fucking weak well women do engage in infidelity as well i'm not saying they don't i'm saying can you think of a female politician who has done this maybe they just do it smarter all right. Well, I can see you're trying to play both sides. No, it's terrible. I'm just trying to be fair and balanced. All right. Moving on, everybody. How's that? Just good segue? Shutting you shut down? Shut me right down. <laughs> yep. There is a guy named Kevin Ballart. Yeah, there is. Who is a revenge porn kingpin, mm, or he was. Was. And he he started these sites where boyfriends and significant others could submit homemade porn naked pictures and videos of their ex-girlfriends and ex-wives to the site mm -hmm. and he had 10,000 sexually explicit photos on this site that's right and then they could you know these unsuspecting victims who didn't they make a video or take a picture 
and send it to their significant other. It's obviously supposed to be private. Right. And then this is, ends up online with millions of views, hundreds of thousands of views, if not millions of views. Right. And then if the woman had a problem with it, which obviously all of them did. Right. They would have to pay 250 to $300 to have it removed via another website he had set up. So he is just a great guy. Yeah, a, a worthless, worthless, steaming pile of shit. Too much? You uh, don't have to say yes, you agree. I just don't I don't continue. agree with anything you say ever, so I don't <laughs> need to say that I don't agree. People know. All right, well, this took place. Well, this just in within the past 60 minutes, the man who posted thousands of nude pictures of women on his website without their permission was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Several of Kevin Belair's victims cried and poured their hearts out to a judge in hopes that the judge would sentence Belair to the maximum 20-year sentence. I'm homeless because of this. I lost my family, friends. I've lost almost everything because of this. One by one. I tried to commit myself to a mental institution after this happened because I was so overwhelmed. I would spend hours on the floor crying. Women whose nude or sexually explicit photos were plastered on YouGotPosted.com spoke in court about how it's affected their lives. We're not showing their faces to protect their identities. Kevin Bolaire is the mastermind behind the revenge porn website that allowed spiteful exes to send in embarrassing pictures of their former girlfriends. When business boomed and women begged Bolaire to take down their pictures, the 28-year-old set up another website called changemyreputation.com, where he charged up to $350 to remove the photos. But it seems the damage has been done. Two years later, the images might have been removed from the website, but the other websites that pulled it from this website... There's still dead links linking my name to it. I, I can't get away from this. After jurors heard there were more than 10,000 victims whose pictures got millions of hits, they convicted Belair of 27 felonies, including extortion and identity theft. Good for them. The state attorney general prosecuted this case in what's being called the first criminal prosecution in the U.S. involving cyber exploitation. Consequences. Yeah, you love consequences. Right, consequences. So this guy cried when he got his sentence. It is so awesome watching the video of this because he is red-eyed and miserably crying. Oh, <laughs> poor me. Uh, fuck this guy. And so I have a tendency to try to see some sympathy for this guy because that's yeah. just what, I don't know, my brain does that. But... What I do is I juxtapose what he looked like in court with what he must have looked like when he was sending a message to a, a, a woman who was saying, I want my photo deleted. Right. When he was and cashing he, those fucking checks. Right. And he was saying, you need to pay $250 to get this photo removed. What he must have been feeling when he was writing that. He was probably smiling. He was laughing. He was, you know, right. maniacal and not a good person. He was maniacally victimizing. Right. Not a good person. And so here is what happens to people that do this kind of stuff. Consequences. And California is the first state to carry out prosecution on this rever revenge porn fad. I guess it's a new thing. Yeah, it's, well, it's I think it was very short lived because of the fact that there there have been heavy prosecutions. 
Right. So now this is a message to anyone who might have been thinking this was a good idea or this sounds like something fun to do to innocent human beings. Um, 18 years in prison. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. I wish the message would go out if they find the people who were responsible for the incident of the fappening, which it came to be known. Right. Um, I hope they get the law shoved straight up their assholes and get sent to prison for a long time. Right. This is the same exact thing, but yep. with celebrities. Right. This is why it's no different. And when we talked about that issue, just because it's celebrities, it doesn't mean it's you have public ownership of their photos. You're victimizing someone. You are harshly damaging someone's psyche. You're hurting them. Right. So don't Real go, people. Don't go look at revenge porn websites. Don't don't contribute to this at all. OK, let's right. just let's just not do that. Well, it makes you. Maybe not as bad as Kevin Bollert, but you're certainly not much, much better. It, it's a terrible fucking thing when you're victimizing innocent people. Innocent people. Right. Ugh. Look at us atheists, though. I know. <sighs> We're worse than the rapists. <laughs> So kind of a lot aligned with a lot of these topics we're talking about right now. Uh, a, a study was done by a researcher named Jean-Luc Margot. It's a goddamn awesome name, by the way. A UCLA professor of planetary astronomy. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. Jean-Luc Margot. Mm -hmm. That's a terrible French accent. Uh, <laughs> it's a paper on confirmation bias and how intelligent people develop totally and completely incorrect beliefs. Right. And this is actually a paper about people attributing certain events to a full moon. Yeah, I, I've heard this uh, for a short period of time. I bounced in several bars in downtown Boise. And during a full moon, we were people all the time said, oh, it's going to be a full moon tonight. It's going to be all kinds of crazies. Really? Going to be lots of fights. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. It was very common that people believe, like people who work in ERs or whatever, they believe that a full moon brings on more activity. Okay, because I had never heard this before. And oh, I'm being serious. I had never heard this before. Very, very common. Until the other day when one of my Facebook friends, there's so much trouble for me. <laughs> they posted. Maybe you need to analyze <laughs> the landscape of your Facebook friends. No, I don't live in an echo chamber. <laughs> this is the good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, They posted a link about the, the blood moon. The lunar oh, eclipse. Oh, yeah. John Hagee's bullshit. And they said that, oh, shocking, this is happening when Obama just made a deal with Iran and hubba dubba -da. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and she doesn't realize, I guess I just dropped what her sex was, but whatever. Uh, she doesn't realize that this was going to happen whether George Bush was president or Abraham Lincoln was president right now. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's president. This astronomical event is going to happen regardless. Right. Even if there were no humans on the planet and it was dinosaurs, this event was going to happen. Right. Okay, so back to this full moon article. Oh, yeah, sorry. The full moon is not linked to busier hospital emergency rooms or more births, a new study finds. Or fights in bars. Yes. Well, this was published in the Journal of Nursing Research. So all of this, this was surrounding the idea that things that happen in hospitals are affected by a full moon. So... Despite the belief being remarkably common in hospitals, the study published in Nursing Research this month found no evidence for 
hospitals getting busier when there's a full moon. Yeah. And they also found no evidence that the moon has any influence on automobile accidents, <laughs> hospital admissions, <laughs> surgery outcomes, <laughs> cancer survival rates, menstruation, Jesus births, birth complications, depression, violent behavior, or even criminal activity. It's almost as though we're living in caves and drawing bison and buffalo on the walls with, with, with blood and, and, and ground down plants. I, how ridiculously elementary is it to believe that the moon has any, any control or influence over the, the mental state of a human being or car wrecks or emergency room? I mean, what, what, God, where are we as a, as a civilization? Well, this in this article, it is attributed to the confirmation bias. So the author of this research thinks the key to avoiding confirmation bias is adopting a humble attitude. Quote, vaccines are widely and correctly regarded as one of the greatest public health achievements. Yet vaccine preventable diseases are killing people because of beliefs that are out of step with scientific facts. A willingness to engage in evidence-based reasoning and admit that one's beliefs may be incorrect will produce a more accurate view of the world and result in better decision making. Perhaps we can start by correcting our delusions about the moon and work from there. <laughs> Jean-Luc Margot, everybody. Right. <laughs> Solid. We're also going to put this on the Facebook page. Um, listen, if there's anything you'd like to to sound off about, if there's anything you'd like to interact with us about, we have a phone number. And I'm not sure if Wait, I've ever... Wait, what? I don't know. Yeah. Have I ever mentioned no, this before? No. Come on. We got a voicemail line. If you want to leave a fewer than three-minute voicemail, we encourage that. Or multiple three-minute voicemails. Oh, yeah. I'll just... I'll edit all of them together. 657-464-7609. That's also the number you can call to leave your promo for the for, for the top of the show where you say who you are, where you're from, and how you never listen to the show. And if you haven't sent one in, what are you doing? I don't know. I I would like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these. Yeah. And out of the thousands of listeners that we have, why do we only have 50 or 80 of them right let's go let's go people yeah it's I, you, you're not making for a happy host here and they don't need to be creative i think we some people have expressed a little apprehension surrounding the need to be creative they don't need to be creative yeah, all you have to say is hi i'm john doe from kentucky and i never listened to i doubt it with dollamore that, that's all you have to say right that's it no right. no creative i just was creative for you <laughs> <laughs> The other way you can get those to us or any comments is to our email address. I doubt it at dollamore.com. We always like to hear feedback on any story that we do. Yeah, the more the better, sure. Right. Sure. We love sharing listener feedback. We love sharing other people's ideas. And so if you ever want to just send something in, please do. Yeah. Put the number in your in your phone. You could speed dial us. Have it ready, at the ready. If something comes up, something happened in the grocery store, something happened at school, something happened at work, call 657-464-7609. Do it. The other thing you should do is visit dollamore.com. On the left-hand side of the page, there is an Amazon bar where you can go to amazon.com and buy whatever you'd like to buy because they sell everything. from Pizzas. Pizzas. <laughs> flowers, pizzas. cakes. Yeah, they do sell pizzas, flowers, and cakes, and probably books on how to make those things. Yeah, yeah. Or start a small business selling those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amazon is a glorious wonder. Anyway, if you're going to spend your money there anyway, 
we would really appreciate your support in our show because every little bit of your purchases, every small bit that we get from that goes a long way towards supporting this show and helping us and you move the conversation forward. So we're going to wrap it up today with a little bit of uh, public service, some, some rape prevention tips that I think will be helpful for everybody. How many are there, Brittany? There's 10. 10, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, let's start with uh, number one. Number one, don't put drugs in women's drinks. That seems like a very helpful tip. Mm-hmm. If you happen to have rohypnol on you, just go ahead and skip putting that in a lady's drink. Okay, number two. When you see a woman walking by herself, leave her alone. Wow, that probably would decrease the number of rapes. Yeah. All right, number three. If you pull over to help a woman whose car has broken down, remember not to rape her. Yeah, I. that sounds like, like valid advice. All right, next. If you are in an elevator and a woman gets in, don't rape her. Yeah, well, um... Yeah. Yeah, that seems pretty good, too. What are we on? Number five? Yes. When you encounter a woman who is asleep, the safest course of action is to not rape her. I I think I'd have to agree. I mean, I'll have to give it a little bit of thought maybe after the show, but uh, it sounds good to me. Number six? Never creep into a woman's home through an unlocked door or window or spring out at her from between parked cars (laughs) or rape her. (laughs) (laughs) Or rape her. That's good. All right. Number seven. Remember, people go to the laundry room to do their laundry. Do not attempt to molest someone who is in, who is alone in a laundry room. Well, that's just molest. That could be just like, you know, touching a nip or something. Yeah. Don't fondle someone while they're trying well, this to is anti, clean their undies. This is rape prevention tips, not touching nip tips. Okay. The tip of the nip tips. Yeah. We understand. <laughs> we understand what you're doing. All here. right. Next. Number eight, use the buddy system. If it is inconvenient for you to stop yourself from raping women, ask a trusted friend to accompany you at all times. <laughs> all right. Are we on number 10? No, we're on number nine. Uh, number nine. Carry a rape whistle. If you find that you are about to rape someone, blow the whistle until someone comes to stop you. <laughs> and then finally, number 10. It's the longest drum roll in the world. (laughs) Don't forget, honesty is the best policy. When asking a woman out on a date, don't pretend that you are interested in her as a person. Tell her straight up that you expect to be raping her later. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't communicate your intentions, the woman may take it as a sign that you do not plan to rape her. (laughs) So you may have seen this. This has gone viral. This is a meme. And we'll be putting it up on the Facebook page and the Twitter page. And... Some men were angered by this. Well, Sarah Silverman retweeted this or she tweeted this. This isn't her of this didn't come out of her head. She didn't make this up. Someone did and she retweeted it. And for some reason, some asshole men, who are these fucking people and why are they allowed to be around? They are angry about this. Right. And I've seen people commenting on it that it's like offensive to assume uh, that all men are feeling this way or doing this. I don't think that it's this isn't geared toward all men. This is geared toward men who may or may not have the the desire or the inclination to rape for raping. Yeah, I this doesn't I don't feel offended by this in the slightest. 
because I don't have that underlying pressure. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm getting ready to explode with all the rape energy that I have. I don't have that. Okay. Yeah. Good. You see what I mean? I think that we are happy about all that. Right, well, good. All right. Well, on that anti-rape prevention note, we will end the show. Anti-rape prevention. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. On that rape prevention note, yee, that what was a, would you do without me here? That was a close call. Someone could have isolated that. They probably still could. <laughs> Listen, thank you for joining us as often as you do to help us move the conversation forward. Use that voicemail line, 657-464-7609. Use that email address, I doubt it at dollamore.com. Use our Twitter at I Doubt It Podcast. Are there any others I need to talk about? Facebook and habitaba. Use everything. Stay in touch with us. We really are doing a good thing here. And I don't mean we as in Brittany and I. I mean we as in us. You sitting in your car, sitting at your desk, sitting on your couch, whatever you're doing. Hopefully it's not dirty because that's just, come on. Save that for private time. I don't want to be involved in that. But thank you for taking part. We love you very much, and we appreciate your support. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been yet another I Doubt It. You're going to say you like anal sex, you like oral sex. 